Oh. Is being live stream okay? All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to Cosmic Conversations. This podcast is dedicated to your spiritual growth and cosmic exploration. I am your host, Sheila Seppi, and you are watching us on the Conscious Awakening Network. So if you haven't already signed up to be on our mailing list, like I tell you every week, please do so at theconsciousawakeningnetwork.org. And you can catch our replays on the Conscious Awakening Network YouTube channel or your favorite downloadable podcast locations such as Spotify, Google, Android, etc. Or you can even do so on our television platforms on Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, and Android TV. But you do have to download our apps first. As always, I want to remind you to go to your phone app store. You can download our free phone app. Watch all of our content. There's no charge for anything. So every month I have a new co-host and I have met a dynamic lady that I know you guys are absolutely going to love. Her name is Treza Mishner. Now she is the CEO of Revamp Incorporated. She's an international best-selling author, a transformational speaker, empowerment coach that has turned her life around from rock bottom to an inspiring success. And over the past 10 years, she has helped women overcome personal challenges and self-doubt. She's been featured on CBN 700 Club, and Tressa empowers women struggling with inadequacies, insecurities, self-esteem, and past traumas. By fostering self-awareness, self-confidence, and forgiveness, Tressa guides them towards fulfilling their lives. She aims to help women to recognize their God-given worth and to shine their unique light. Treza is one on a mission to help 1 million women overcome their struggles and build a life of confidence and fulfillment so that they can live the life that they deserve. And I have no doubt, Treza, that you are going to reach that number and probably far surpass it. So I want to go ahead and bring Treza up so everyone can meet her. I want her to enter. Well, first off, I want you to tell a little bit more about yourself, and I'd love for you to go ahead and to introduce our guest. Oh, absolutely. And thank you, Sheila. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me to be your co-host for the month. Um, yes, my name is Tressa Mitchner. And like uh, Sheila said, I've been working with women for some time now. Um, I've worked with men as well, but I mainly uh, focus on the women, uh, women who have made um, bad choices in their life and who are trying to get on the right track. I always tell them it's never too late to recreate their future. So I constantly work with our women in the communities and I'm a transformational speaker where I go all over to speak and also share awareness about self-awareness and how these ladies can turn their life around from any type of struggle. Um, so we do have our special guest with us today, which is uh, Terry Ruffin. He is a highlight of the community. He's like a big brother. He um, he works with um, young adults trying to help them to change their life around and he mentors them and he just does a, a great job going out in the communities and working with these guys. So welcome, Terry. Hey, hey, how you doing? Great. Can y'all Great. hear me? Yes. Yes. Hey, Yes. how everybody doing? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm here. Woohoo! I'm here. All right. Well, we are excited to have you here and 
Tressa said that tonight you're going to talk to us about defining street ignorance and prolonged adolescence. And I cannot wait to hear what you have to share with us. Yes, most definitely. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, we thank you so much for taking your time. And you want to give a little bit more information about yourself to people? Um. Yeah, sure. Um. I guess, um, simply put, um, I'm just a man that um, basically that God has allowed um, for me to take a lemon and make some lemonade. And I guess that's the best way I can put it. <laughs> he said, all things work together for the good for those that love God and for those that are called according to his purpose. So awesome. guess that's a good way that I can put it. Uh -huh. All right. Yes. So, Tressa, do yes. you have anything you want to share before we turn everything over to Terry? So, yeah, absolutely. So um, I also uh, work with women, like I was saying, in my website. I would like to tell everybody on my website so they can learn a lot more about me and my information. It is www.tressa, T-R-E-S-S-A, Michener, M-I-T-C-H-E-N-E-R.com. And I just like to say that those people who are feeling stuck, I like for them to know that they're never alone. There's always help out there. And I'm one of those resources for help. So I do want to encourage everyone that I can definitely help with some of these traumas that's going on. That's awesome. Well, Terry. Yes. So I guess we'll go ahead and get to Terry. Uh, so Terry <laughs> some of this information you have. Yes. Okay, so um, what do y'all want to start? How we, I mean, <laughs> now so, I can see myself. Yeah, yeah so okay. go ahead and share some of your information you got with us. Okay. Okay, um, well, basically defining defining street ignorance. Um, what I called um the definition of uh, of street ignorance and is when you basically um when you're being duped by your own behavior, when you are doing the same things over and over again and you expecting some some different results but at the same time you're being duped by your own your own best thinking and that's what I uh, what I call uh street ignorance when you are basically um when you're basically trying to just um, teach your way through life and um I realized that you know um, a great mass of the, um, the population um basically sort of kind of um contemplate on these on, on, on these ideologies of um, doing the same things over and over again without the um the the the, the positive the positive part um of, of of living um it's always um exhibiting some values or either um exhibiting a thought life of just trying to do something and and, and not getting some good results from it basically just robbing yourself from living so that's what um street ignorance to me um is yes so terry when you say you're robbing yourself can you explain to us what do you mean by it robbing yourself um well robbing robbing yourself from from living is basically um putting yourself in bad situations or um making so many bad decisions that you you never can move forward it's sort of kind of like you're going through through life on a on a treadmill you're making decisions but you're not going nowhere you're just running and ended up in the same spaces, in the same places, in the same faces, doing the same things over and over and getting the same results. 
and and you're basically just cheating yourself from your full potential out of life. So so how you going in how are you going about in the community and helping these people with that? Okay. Um well it's it's so many I mean dynamics um you know out in the community uh, so many challenges and so many barriers um each and every person face nobody has the same challenge you know um and what I I have seen outside um in in the community that there's a great need for um people that are living by example. And it's sort of kind of, you know, positivity has always been, you know, the light has always been a positive gesture for people um, to have a desire to change. You know, if you're around um, negative things all the time, that's sort of kind of the arena that is in, it's kind of dark always. It's, it's no type of good energy, none whatsoever. But when there's somebody coming around exhibiting that light, what it does, it motivates people to want to do something positive, want to do something constructive, want to do something uh, productive. And that's what I try to display each and every day, especially to these um, kids out here in the community, try to exhibit some um, sense of hope, mean, meaning that, um, you know, if he can do it, I can do it too. If he can come from such a dark place in his life and and, and make a comeback, because, you know, that's, that's what God specializes in. You know, God specializes in comebacks. You know, right. and, you know, and, and that's just facts. You know, God takes um, the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And he specialized in the actual of, of, of a person's fall to basically build him all the way back up and, and people to see that for his glory. That's right. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Now, Terry, I want to ask you, did you have mm -hmm. an event that mm -hmm. occurred in your life that brought you to this understanding? Oh, did I have an event? You need to add an S on that. <laughs> <laughs> events. Did I have some events? Yes, of course. Um, there were several events um, that had happened in, in, in my life that I say, um, and I always raise my hand, which um, I consider to be self-inflicted um, a lot. Um a lot with self-inflicted injuries that I, I took these self-inflicted. Well, actually, in all actuality, let me let me back it up a little bit. There were things that had happened in my life that basically the conditions had caused my cognitions or my thinking to um to be challenged to a to a, to a place that um I sort of kind of I blamed everybody around me for my conditions until I decided. To uh, when 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 that light came on, I realized that it was nobody's fault, basically, but mine. And and a lot of us, we don't have a lot of good calls that are dealt to us. But the thing about the hand, do we keep playing? That's the thing about it. You know, we we have the hand that is dealt to us, but do we make a good sagacious decision, or do we do we decide to play this hand that we have? And that's what we have to be in life. You have to, and I've learned, no matter how the cards are dipped to you, you have to learn how to play the hand, you know? So, so Terry, do you want to, um, <clears throat> do you want to tell us about, you know, cause I know you guys, you wrote some books. Mm -hmm. So you tell us about the books that you wrote and about the programs that you're working with the guys with the ties that I heard about. Okay. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Um, well, I've had I got a couple of books that are out now. One is called The Definition of Street Ignorance, 
Um, it's what you know, what you think you know, and what you don't know about the streets. And when you don't have a clue about the consequences of street life. And then the next one is, um, and I know it sounds sarcastic. It's called, so you want to go to prison. And I know that's the name. Um, you know, a lot of people ask, well, what made you name that? You know, your behavior is going to dictate where you're going. You know, so, you know, I, I at first I named it, um, the, the first name that I gave it was um, like Intel on going, Intel on going to prison. That was the, the, the name of it. I said, nah, that's, I, that's not going to sit with me on that. So I, th I sat back and I prayed on it and I prayed on it. And I came up with, I said, why don't I just come out with what I'm actually talking about? So you want to go to prison. Your behavior is going to dictate where you're going. So when you hear the title, it sort of kind of makes you think. And I have a, a sign that I, I have on the side of my car. And I see it all the time because it promotes my books and everything, you know, that, that I'm doing. And on the side, it says, um, Terry Ruffin, um, book. So you want to go to prison. And when I'm be at the stoplight, sometimes you can see people, they look and they see the sign and they go. <laughs> they turn around and look straight. So right then and there, I know that, you know, a lot of our behaviors a lot of people don't know it could be the smallest, simple thing, but it could be that thing that that, that gives them some damaging consequences or causes them to go to um, to the prison system. So what about the, the ties, um, Terry? That okay. Yes, yes. And also, the um, as far I'm having a campaign, and actually it's still running. It's called um, Donate a Shirt and a Tie to a Trying to Change His Life Guy. And we've been having like uh, a great, a great um, response from the community. Um, you know, everybody's donating um, ties and, and brand new shirts. And these shirts and ties go to young men who are going on the jobs. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to change the narrative of um, young men, basically. Because I remember me coming up, you know, when you hear a job interview, you know, it's just like you going to church. You had to put some, you know, you had to put a tie on, a nice little shirt. You had to look, you know, your attire had to be, you know, proper. And we have, and basically, I mean, truthfully, like, even after the COVID, it's sort of kind of like anything now. You know, you don't know, like, when a person is going for a job interview, you look, they have on anything, you know, because, you know, uh, employers now are just looking to hire people because it's kind of hard to, to find good work now. So the attire part is sort of kind of thrown out. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to break that narrative of just wearing anything on a job to bringing it back to the, the shirts and ties and, and looking decent and, you know, being able to um, be a representative, a good representative, representative or having a good presentation of yourself when you go for a job interview. So and this is what we have been doing. And we've been having such... Um, a great response from the community that now I'm in the process of we're putting an event together called a hundred men um, teaching a hundred kids how to tie a hundred ties. And this is going to be big because I am compelling and, and employing um, so many men out here um, in our community to basically just step up to the front. You know how to tie a tie. Actually, I don't have some men to call me but like, I want to participate, uh, uh, Terry, but uh, I don't know how to tie a tie. So that yeah. shows me. 
that shows me that and and it's a beautiful thing because at the same time each one teach one we still learning we still growing we come together as a community and you know not only are there kids that can't tie a tie they are grown men that can't tie a tie that we're going to help um them learn how to tie a tie and then they're going to pass it down and and help us teach other kids how to tie a tie so terry where are you located um out in rocky mountain north carolina okay you want to tell huh? people if they want to donate to the shirt and tie how they can do that real quick yes yes most definitely um and that's a good thing. Thank you so much. <laughs> if you want to donate to, um, and the name of the campaign is called Donate a Shirt and Tie to a Trying to Change His Life Guy. That's Donate a Shirt or a Tie to a Trying to Change His Life Guy. I know the name sounds kind of, you know, but this is what it's all about. You know, a person that's trying to change his life, trying to get a job, trying to get him some soft skills, some practical skills, just trying to do the right thing. You know, these young men need these ties out here. And, and, and a nice shirt to wear on these um, job interviews or wherever they're going to try to make this type of change in their life. And you can donate it and you can send it directly. You can send it to 402 um, East Virginia Street. That's Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. And it's, it's Terry Ruffin. It's 402 East Virginia Street. And that's Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. And my email address is goodbrother, which is G-O-O-D. B-R-U-T-H-A 22 at gmail.com. That's goodbrother22 at gmail.com. Not brother, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. -E it's B-R-U-T-H-A 22 at gmail.com. Or you can call me and I can give you more information. And my number is 910-218-6810. That's 910-218-6810. Yeah, that's it. Two Yeah. Okay. Nine one zero. No, six eight six eight one zero. Nine one zero two one eight six eight one zero. Okay. And what is the zip code in Rocky Mountain? Two. My apologies. Two seven eight zero four. Okay. I just want you to be sure to repeat it because if people are downloading or listening to this okay. on Spotify and yes, they want yes. to participate, okay. So let's repeat it just one more time. Okay. That's four zero two. East Virginia Street, Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Not Rocky Mountain, it's Rocky Mount, R-O-C-K-Y-M-O-U-N-T. North Carolina, 27804. My email address is goodbrother22 at gmail.com. That's G-O-O-D-B-R-U-T-H-A-22 at gmail.com. And my phone number is 910-218-6810. Great. Is that it? Yes, Yay! we got it. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, Terry, did you have anything else you wanted to share with us about your project? Um, yeah, there's a um a, a, a lot of things. You know, uh, we also um mentioned. You know, not only we talked about uh, a, a little bit, or have I talked about um street ignorance, but I also um you know, expound a lot on the definition of prolonged adolescence, which is my my third book that's about to be released in June. It's called The Definition of Prolonged Adolescence. And the prolonged adolescent come in at when, you know, um, you have men basically now um, that are exhibiting behaviors such as, say, if they're 25 and 30 years old or 35 and some, 40, well, 
It's safe to say 50 now. <laughs> They're still exhibiting um, behaviors as a, a 15, 16, 17, or 18 year old. Um, and it's called um, the, defi the definition of um, prolonged adolescence. And it's just when you are refusing to grow up. And we're seeing a lot out here now um, in the community. You know, just um, just men is not exhibiting um, responsibility um, and accountability. Now, when you talk to these men, do they give you a particular reason that they're not accepting accountability? Um, yeah, yes and no. Um, I guess it's safe to say that, you know, sometimes when you when, when when people are coming to you and they are challenging you challenging you with these realities or these truths it's sort of kind of it's very easy to deny um cuz i myself i had suffered um at one time um what i considered to be prolonged adolescence um meaning that i was just refused to grow up i i just thought that you know it was about me 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 and and nobody else i'm not accepting responsibility or any type of accountability for anything that, you know, uh, uh, around me. And, you know, a lot of, you know, we see a lot of men, not, not all, but it's a, it's a great majority, you know, um, of men that are basically, um, displaying, um, these type of, type of truths. And it's safe to say it's, it's some women that are displaying them now too, you know, um, as far as prolonged adolescence that should be in, in certain spaces, um, in certain spaces, at a certain time of their life and they are not because they just refuse to take accountability and responsibility for some, you know, actions that, or things that are keeping them um, hindered to that space. So Terry, are, are, are the guys or the men that you're actually working with, you know, cause mm -hmm. I, you know, I have my BA in psychology. So yeah. it's the, it's a theory of um, nurture versus nature that mm -hmm. sometimes when children are younger and they're not nurtured by the parent that nature takes over. And when nature uh -huh. takes over, that's when they get into this state of the prolonged adolescent. Is that a lot of what you're dealing with? Yeah. Um, actually that's, that, that's facts, you know, mm -hmm. and we see a lot of that, um, in the communities. And what I've also seen is, um, it's just so easy to, you can go throughout life, and if you if you don't take that accountability, you can find yourself kind of hard to make a comeback. If you get up in a certain age and you don't, and you look back, and you just been doing what you want to do, and not a you know, um, not yeah. not getting with the game of life, um, you can find yourself being stuck. And I've I've seen that. Um, I've seen you know a, a, a few people that basically have come to a to a space now that they've wasted so much time um wasting time that it's kind of hard for them to you know to to get back and I know how it is because I mean and I just I just give praise to God you know I, um it's only through the grace of God that I'm where I'm at but also at the same time I had to make um the decision to um even move forward with my life or just stay behind and not you know um you know add up to my full potential Hmm. We have a question from the audience. Uh, they want to know how does mental illness factor into these situations? Woo, woo. That's big <laughs> because now, now, I mean, like in, in our society, that's the blame. Now the blame is, 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 is mental illness. Um, 
but we never really talk about mental health. You know, um, and it's two factors. Either you're going to be mentally healthy or you're going to have a mental illness. And a lot of us, this is where that prolonged adolescent comes in that, that, um, you know, you become mental ill. And a lot of us, we hold on to what we call the, the inner child. And that's big out here now. It's the inner child. You hear people? It's the inner child. And it's, it's true because a lot of us still have an inner child on the inside that holds us back from our full potential and refusing to grow up because we want we don't want to deal with those things that happened to us when we were a child. You know, so it always reflects back and it it's damaging consequences to all of our relationships. And we try to figure out what's going on with us when, you know, it may be 45 or, or, or 48 or 55, but I have a 11 or 12 year old boy on the inside of me that's just refusing to allow me to live, you know what I'm saying? Until you're able to deal with it. And and is that based off like the, the pain points, those when, when you're hurting and you never deal with those hurts from a child? Yes, most definitely. And it's common, you know, and a lot of behavior that we have, I mean, truth be told, a lot of behavior that we get is learned behavior. You know, a lot of us start out lying right in the household. You know, I was talking to somebody about that earlier. And, and it was like, Terry, what you mean by that? Yeah, you 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 learn lying a lot from learned behavior. Like if somebody comes to your house and it may be somebody in your house, but I like, tell them I ain't home. So you run to the door. Oh, she ain't home. <laughs> you know, she just told me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So a lot of that is learned behavior and we do it. You pick the phone up. And, you know, when I was coming up, we had landlines, you know. And I think about it sometimes, like, how was everybody home then? How did everybody know what time to call when you had a landline? Because, you know, cell phones, now you call anybody anywhere. But, you know, um, I remember, you know, times and I seen it, you know, not only, you know, just not only in in in, in my household and it innocently, it's not like it's pun intended, but it's sometimes it's the things that we do and we pick up and we just carry it, carry it on in life. And we don't even realize that, hey, what I'm doing is it's wrong. You see what I'm saying? And and we reflect back and like, well, I learned it from, or oh, I learned it from this person or that person innocently. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just facts. You know, I I know, you know, pretty much everybody can agree with somebody telling them to say, I ain't home. <laughs> oh, I'm not here. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, so Terry, um, do you got anything else that you want to share with us about the, um, I mean, cause this is a very, very good topic. Cause I'm pretty sure everybody sees it all the way around. I mean, uh -huh. I've, seen, I've seen it in the men, I've seen it in the, the women. Um, so is it anything else that you can tell us to help us on this topic? Um, yeah, as far as, because it's, um, it just, it just plays a major role in the community period. Um, you know, because like the, the, the lifestyles now, you know, we have gone so far from being able to, to live out our true truths. Um, we're living in a society now that it's okay to, uh, lie. It's okay to cheat. It's okay to do things that, you know, that we supposedly had learned that wasn't good. So how do you, you know, fight with these dynamics or to even know that, a person is really struggling with some type of um, 
not necessarily saying mental illness, but um, if it stops you from progressing from point A to Z, then yeah, it, it may be an illness, you know, because it's, it's stopping you. It's it's something um, like a virus in a computer. It's stopping you from from actually um, developing and growing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate you sharing with us um, this this great information, Terry. Um, yes. Sheila, you got any more questions for him? Yeah, I just wanted to ask. I know you've got this event coming up, but what's next for you? Oh, man. Um, I just got so much that I want to do. You know, to whom much is given, um, much is required. I'm always thinking about something that I can do to help or be a blessing to to my community, you know, because it's a beautiful community when you have a bunch of kids that desire um, to do something um, beautiful and, and, and to be successful. And that's what I, I, I want to, I want to display this. I want to display um, kids that are actually being motivated by willingness and being motivated by pre, I mean, uh, productivity each and every day that they can go out here and they can make a difference and they don't have to join a gang in, um, in order to be somebody or they don't have to um, live a certain lifestyle to accommodate negativity, that they can do something, be themselves and go on and be successful in life. Right. You know, with the breakdown of the family unit and with both parents having to work, a lot of times kids are left on their own to take care of themselves out of pure necessity. And I think what you're doing is offering them the role models that they're actually lacking in their day-to-day -day life. And again, not against the parents, because mm -hmm. I mean, really to raise a family, it takes both parents working anymore. Yes. And so what you are really doing is totally changing lives and providing these programs. Now, how many kids um, would you say like in a year that you end up working with? In a year time, probably, oh, I can't even, it's, it's so many. Um, I, I probably couldn't even basically put a number on it mm -hmm. because I look at my walk as, you know, um, sort of kind of each kid that I come across is, it's, it's a divine divineness with it like mm -hmm. you know there's a meaning and a purpose for the kid being you know me being in the kid's life or them being in my life like i said yesterday i said a lot of times people think that the mentor is teaching the kids but i'm learning from them right right <laughs> you know the mentee teaching me you know um That's yesterday we went out to um we went out to the lake i took a couple of kids out to the lake and, you know, I always give a word for the day. And yesterday we talked about stereotyping. And, you know, um, I had them on the circle and you know, I gave them the definition of stereotyping. And after I gave them the definition, we took a walk around the lake and they each told me their own uh, in their own sentence of what stereotyping was. So and so they all excited about the word and everything. So. At the same time, I'm walking around the lake and it was a gentleman that was out there fishing. And in my mind, every time I come to this lake, I said, I always see people fishing, but I never seen anybody catch a fish. So in my mind, like they are actually throwing the line out there to uh, a body of water or any body of water 
that's not productive, that doesn't have anything in it. This is what I'm thinking. So it was a, a gentleman that was fishing and he was about to go. And he took his line and he threw it back in the water. And I said, did you catch anything? He said, nah, not today. I was like, um, yeah, I said, well, there's probably no fish in there. I said, it's probably a whole bunch of little small fish in there. He said, no, I found an eight pounder. Now he said, I, I caught an eight pounder one time and a six pounder another. And he pulls his phone out and he starts showing me these pictures from the same lake with these big fish. I was like, oh my God, I just stereotype. <laughs> I just stereotype the lake. <laughs> I, I, I stereotype the lake. I swear there was no fish inside the lake when in all actuality, it was some of the biggest fish that I have seen. And that's how, and I thought about it when I got home and I said, thank you, God, because um, you never know what God is producing. You never know what's inside a person. And I look at it as the analogy of each child or, or kid that I deal with. You never know their full potential just because it, it may not, they may not show it at the time, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. So there was a good analogy um, that I had got from my word yesterday, which was stereotype. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> word. Yeah. You yes. know, one of the things as you're talking, it makes me think about so many times at the workplace, you can go into any kind of a business where there's young people working and they're all on their phones. Mm -hmm. It's not, may I help you? Can I show you something? Do you need assistance? They're just sitting there on their phones. And yes. so when you're working with kids, are you expressing to them the and I'm sure you are but mm -hmm. the importance of showing up and being their very best every day oh yeah that's that's number one uno I have a lot of videos that I that I make and I create these topics and I give these examples um of them miss, missing the mark like um literally you you're so correct because we we live in a social social media world now uh, and what people don't know that we are the social media we all think about it nobody can know about anything if a person didn't tell them so what a, whatever a person says it goes on that media and um i always because I, I also help um the sheriff out at the sheriff department with the scared straight program um i've been doing that for uh for a couple of years um at escombe county um sheriff department and you know i speak to the parents and, you know, a lot of things that I talk about with the parents is the things that they don't know that the kids are exhibiting. Like, um, prime example, I said the first thing you need to check is the phone because that phone is going to tell you everything about your child. That's what they call it, the iPhone. They call it the iPhone. <laughs> Pick your phone up. It's going to tell who your child is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they can't say, who did this? Who put it? I, <laughs> you're the only one with the phone. <laughs> so um, the phone actually tells who the child is. Everything that you want to know about that child, whether what type of game, their interests, uh, their hobbies, um, even some of the dark stuff that they deal with, some of the challenges and everything, the stuff that's good and, and stuff that's wrong, that's, that's bad. It's going to be on that phone. So the first thing I tell the, um, the the parent is check your child's phone. When you check that phone, matter of fact, check it all the time, especially social media. And now they have apps. 
they have what you call dummy apps. And the dummy apps is it may look like a Play Store app, but you press that app, it'll be something totally different. These are the things you have to watch out for. Um, phones now, they have restrictions. We just don't take the time up to pick the phone up to go through the phone before you actually hand it to your child. You just hand the phone to your child straight out the box. And when you do that, you open it up the whole world. You're giving them an adult world, a, a, a child. You're giving them that phone. You're giving them an adult world, which they are not ready for. I wanted to read another comment that came through. It said, thank you, yeah. Terry, for making a difference in the lives of so many people. The earth needs more of you. Hoping that you will, hoping that more will step up and follow your lead. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's, that's my prayer, you know, that um, each one would teach one, you know, um, our community now is, is becoming um, bankrupt in all actuality. Uh, we're, we're becoming bankrupt of, of positivity. And, uh, you know, I want these youth to know out here that it's people out here that are still doing something um, positive and it's okay to be you. You know, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to make good decisions. It's okay to make good choices. So, um, and that's what I try to exhibit, you know, each and every day. Now, Terry, I did have a question before you before you finish up. Um, okay. Of my phones, but do you think that part of the prolonged adolescent has anything to do with a lot of the video games that a lot of the kids are just stuck? Oh man, yeah, because you you got grown folks there. You got more grown folks that um that play games than than the kids now. You know, you if you if you look at the sales, the sales are coming from adult households, you know, and this is uh, more or more of a pastime. And these these games have everything in them. Um, if it's anything that's going to um, promote prolonged adolescence, it's going to be those games, you know. And think about it. <laughs> you can start out at 11 years old playing a game. But if they are putting out a different game of the same game each year and that child is getting that different game, the advanced game each year, he's still an 11-year-old boy playing that game. He's not yeah. growing up with the game. The, the technology is just getting more techy, but he's still the kid playing the game. So, yeah, it's more, it most definitely promotes prolonged adolescence. And, you know, a lot of us don't want to hear that because the first thing we say is, not my child. No, no, not my child. My child don't do none of that. When you don't know what your child to do when you ain't around, you don't know. You know, because you know a lot of us made bad decisions when parent went around. You know, when did <laughs> most things happen? Most things happen when mama gone or when dad gone. That's, <laughs> that's when everything true. happened. Come on, we already know that's the truth. Yeah, we know we that's gonna do. We do. What time mama gone? Oh, she goes to the store. We cutting up, cutting <laughs> up. I remember. <laughs> I remember one time. My grandma had left, went right across the street to the store. I decided I seen a box of matches on the top of the mantel. I decided I want to climb the chair and grab those matches. I grabbed that match and struck that match and threw it in the trash can. I thought it went out. It caught the whole trash can on fire, almost burnt the whole house. My grandma <laughs> saw me up. But I wouldn't have never done that had she been there. <laughs> Uh, yeah and that's reality that's like a lot of yeah a lot of things happen with the kids when the parents are now around that's why it's so important i got a chapter in my book the definition of street ignorance what you know 
what you think you know and what you don't know about the streets. It's called, who is teaching your kids, the streets or you? When you at work and you working eight hours a day or you working 12 hours a day and your kid is only in school for five hours, okay then, those hours that you are not around, what is your kid doing? Or if he's at a uh, 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 little Junebug house or, or, or Kevin house down the street, what is Kevin's father or mother, what are they exposing your child to? You know, because all of us got different values and every household is a different value. See, some parents don't um don't curse around kids. Some parents do. You know, little, little Kevin may curse a lot. So then you find out that your son or, or daughter, now she's cursing and you wonder where it come from because you don't do that in your house. It's who you allow your child to be around. And these these truths are that they are self-evident. Right. Let's mm -hmm. see, Susie said she had a question for you. Okay. So more or less a comment, Terry. Um yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's so interesting how you can uh, accidentally change places. In other words, I was supervising in international law firms in Los Angeles, and yes. all of a sudden I had this injury, and my caseworker said, uh, well, what do you think? Only denigrates are out there. There's attorneys and doctors out there. And then it was really interesting because if I did get a job, then I took all the food that the attorneys weren't eating, and I, as I went to my bus stop, I would give it to all the homeless people because, I mean, you you know, you, the yes. places switch so easily. And I want to comment one other thing you said. Um, I also had a great opportunity to work with the ghetto kids. Two of them yes. were even Crips. I mean, had bullets flying around them. And, and it was so amazing as they learned how to meditate and learned how to have peace. And they yes. called me homie. They go, homie, it just, homie, it just feels so good to have peace. I mean, it was so beautiful. And I learned probably way more than they learned. You said yes. that they became my teacher because, um, you know, we think we're something and that can change just like that. It Thank can change so just much, like that. Terry, for the work you're doing. You know, yes, ma'am. And, so and you, you are, it, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Thank it's you so, so much. To work with people. Yeah. It, it just helps, makes us feel mm -hmm. better. <laughs> yeah. Most and definitely. And mm -hmm. now, one guy came back to me and he said, homegirl, you, you just, it took me like all months to make this money and I could go out on the corner and, and do that selling crack in a night. And I said, yeah, but which makes, cause you said how great you felt learning how to, so yeah, it's learning those emotions and feelings. So thank you, Terry. God bless you and your work. Mwah. Yes. Thank, thank you so much. And that, and that is the beauty right there. Um, that is the beauty when, you know, as I, I quoted the, um, the scripture uh, out of the Bible, said that God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. You know, he takes people, he takes the addict, he takes the drunk, he takes the prostitute. Um, he takes anybody that that may look like they are failing in life and change their life around to be an impact. And this is what it's all about. It's about, are you being, and I ask myself each and every day, Terry, are you being effective? And this is what I try to try to do each and every day. I try to make it count. Am I being effective? And if I'm being effective, you know what? Positivity is contagious. It really is. You know, um, now negativity is contagious too. That's why a lot of kids suffer damaging consequences through peer pressure. 
but they make their own choices. But the beauty and positivity when somebody can take that and it change their life for the better, for the better. And it can happen to anybody, anybody, if they just exhibit these truths. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, so ma'am. We're going to kind of wrap up here because I want Teresa okay. uh, to talk just a few minutes about the event that okay. was, uh, that's going to be coming up that everybody can view. But um, in wrapping up, what are some tips or maybe some things that you'd like to talk about that we weren't able to touch on tonight? Um. Well, well basically, uh, for me, kindness, it pays off. It's, it, there's a good payback with kindness. You never, never know how you may affect somebody, you know, even with a hello, how are you doing today? You never know. And, you know, it's we're living in a world now that people are just mad. People are angry. You can be driving now. That's what, if you really want to know a person, you ride with them in the car. Ride <laughs> with them. I don't care. It could be the pastor, the preacher, the priest. You ride with them. You cut in front of them. They, it's going to tell you who they are. <laughs> You might get cursed out. <laughs> and this is facts because all of us exhibit this, you know, the, you know, these these ways that we have. And those are the things basically that we do um a self-examination of. This is something that I really need to deal with. I shouldn't have got that angry when they didn't go when the light turned green. Now I'm already reading that. Go! Uh -oh. Why are you waiting at the light? <laughs> <laughs> and it don't mess your whole day up, you know. Right. So, you know, and we're living in a society now that people are, you know, even dealing with, if you notice, the majority of people now that are committing crimes that are getting a lot of time, they never even had a criminal history. These are people that they made a rash decision, got angry because they didn't deal with the anger and did one thing that caused them damaging consequences that they can never come back from. They did that one crime that they can never come back from because they didn't think. And um, we got to think. We just got to learn how to think. And not only that, um, each one teach one. You know, there's always somebody out there. And, you know, that's why God created us. He created us for other people. You can't even be blessed without you being blessed through somebody. You know, you, that's how we get blessed, you know, through somebody else. Right. And this is where our blessings come at. So, you know, um, be careful, you know, how we, you know, how we treat people because that may be your blessing. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, you know, on this program specifically, a lot of times we're talking, you know, about ufology and we're talking about people's um, other experiences. We're talking about ascension. We're talking about creating this new earth. But it's people like you that's helping to bring the new earth about because you are planting these seeds for the next generation and teaching yes. them that accountability, teaching them the morality that sometimes is often, you know, lacking in yes. their lives in their homes. And so I want to thank you for the work that you're doing. And I want yes. to 
uh, one more time shout out um, if you're interested in donating a shirt or a tie that address again is 402 East Virginia Street Rocky Mount M-O-U-N-T North Carolina 27804 and Correct. if you want to reach out to Terry if you're in his area, you want to volunteer or, you know, just have a conversation, you can reach him at 910-218-6810. So, Terry, thank you so much mm -hmm. for being here. That, 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 there's a song, there's an old song that call me if you need someone to talk to, uh, call me. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being thank with you. us. You have been an absolute delight. Yeah. And yes, I wish you thank the, you so much, Cosmic Conversations. And yeah, wish you, you wish you the best. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much. Okay, peace. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, Tressa. Yes. Woo! <laughs> what energy and excitement and passion he brings tonight. Thank you so much for inviting him and to come to the show. But what I want you to do right now is to share with people the event that you have coming up. Tell people a little bit about the podcasting and a little bit more about the work that you do. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm a co-host on the brother and sister podcast. Um, <laughs> So we have one or two shows that come out each week. Um, our show is very inspirational. We have a lot of guests on the show who have come from, you know, like disastrous situations and just shown how God has worked in their life and how <clears throat> they, they came through. And um, so they get to tell their experience and how, you know, there was some opportunities where they thought were not opportunity, but instances where they thought that they may not even survive or live and how that situation just turned around with God's hand. And, you know, they had that in each person's life, they have their own um, revelation of God and relationship of God. And it, it just teaches each one of us how not to put God in a box because of everybody's different experiences. And, some people have early experiences. Some people have later experiences, and some some people just have experiences when they're just at their at their lowest. And we go through a lot of this in the podcast, and just let and let people share what they've been through and how they have overcome um, in their life and in their troubles. Because we want them to be able to let other people know that there's always help, um, no matter what you're going through. There's always someone that you can uh, call on and, it, you know, it's God. And, you know, there, there is some help for you. Um, we are created beings, we're spiritual beings. So, you know, every problem in the natural has a spiritual answer. So we constantly try to share these events and stories so that people can understand and be enlightened by the power of God and allow um, that inspiration to come to them so that they can seek, seek their enlightenment. Beautiful. And then you've got a big event coming up that's going to be um, out on YouTube and on the Conscious Awakening Network. You want to tell people about that? Absolutely. We uh, we have an event coming up, coming out. Uh, it's an amazing event. It it, it um, shares a lot of people in our stories. Uh, we have uh, a Pastor Jeff Neal who talks about mental health, uh, how uh, the mental health crisis is actually giving us resources as well. 
Uh, he's a firefighter with over a thousand firefighters uh, that work under him. And he talks about the pressures of uh, being a firefighter all of, all of his life. And then all of a sudden how mental health just, uh, his mental health just crashed on him and how, you know, he was delivered by the power of God uh, through his crisis. We also have uh, Tilda Whitaker, who is an, she's an, she's called the coach's mentor. She actually mentors women and she has been mentoring women for probably over 20 some years, uh, helping women off the streets, um, just sharing her love and her compassion to help women and continuously help women grow. Um, so she's one of our guests that's on there. We also have uh, Walter Hardy, who is a pastor, and he just talks about how, you know, sometimes, you know, when you, you know, when you grow up in a church and you think the church supports you, but when it starts getting into religion and tradition, how they harm you more than is good for you and how he was awakened um, by the, the Christ and he wanted to move forward in his endeavor, what he believed God would have him to do and how the people that he thought was going to be there for him, uh, which was the church actually were like the religious rulers and how they kind of like came against him because he was trying to do what he felt his unction from God to do. And so he shares in that and how religion and tradition um, just really tries to overpower you when you're trying to uh, reach out to God and, and become that person that God will have you to become. Um, we also have a pastor, Rodney Payne, who is a leadership uh, coach. Uh, he's on there as well. And he talks about leadership and how um, the different avenues and leadership that um, he, he carries along with his church called, uh, I think it's Bethlehem uh, Star Baptist Church. He talks about um, different uh, things going on in his church and the programs that he has that he is helping the community with there. Um, and then we had a Trinetti Brown who is, uh, she created a journal uh, called the, Cre the Creator, I'm sorry, the Creator of the Align Action. Um, and so she talks about rhythm therapy and how different rhythms um, affects your uh, your mental status and how music can calm you down, how it helps you with meditation and just how she came from a, a, a pretty bad childhood. But she learned about rhythm therapy and how this calmed her down and it gives her the opportunity to to meditate with God, to find her purpose and uh, walk in her path. So we have some awesome guests on the show and from different uh, aspects of life, from different states, and uh, they just share their, uh, they just share their life with us so we can, we, we, so they can try to help us overcome things that we may be dealing with. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. And yeah. before we close tonight, uh, I'd also like for you to say just a little bit about the guests that you've invited for this month. Okay. So of course, Terry was our first guest. <laughs> so we were so excited to have him. Um, so our next guest will be Shal Shalandra Spragley. Her story is absolutely uh, amazing. Um, she was on her way to work one morning and she was hit by a car and her neck was severed from the inside. Um, the doctor that did her surgery never had did this type of surgery before in his life. And they told her she would never walk again. Uh, she would be paralyzed. Um, all of these things. And she has the picture. She act, The accident is actually caught on camera. And um, she was in a wheelchair one day and her daughter wanted to go to a volleyball game and her mom couldn't take her. 
And she said that gave her the strength to decide that she can't be in this wheelchair the rest of her life. And she began to pray, pray, constantly pray. And um, she's healed. She's healed walking. Um, she has the scars, but she's healed and walking. And God had gave her the idea of, to do a clothing line. And he gave her the word agape. But the definition he gave her for agape was a gift above people's expectation, meaning that um, what people say and what that she would never walk again, that she wouldn't do this and which that we're always uh, like that. People always say what we're not going to do. But God told her this is a gift above expe people's expectation that he was the one. He's the power. So she's going to share her story. Uh, then we have Shanithia Mabry. Uh, she actually um, talks about grieving, um, how to uh, cope with grieving. She she has taken so many classes and on certified and certified um, as a grieving coach because she went through these spells each year when her around Christmas time and because her mom is not here and this is when a lot of deaths took place in her family and so she talks about grieving and how to deal with grief and the different ways we because uh, she gives us ways that we be grieving where we don't even think. Oh, in our mind, that's not even considered grief, but it is grief once she she explains it to us. And then we got um. Uh, another guest, uh, Pug Flavor, which is uh, the host on the Brother and Sister Pat podcast. Uh, he produces music. Uh, he's also been through a lot where we talk about uh, people's mindset and where you never know what a person's mind is at or what they're thinking because he was actually attacked and um, robbed by three guys who he never would have even thought that this would happen. Um, but because of the situation and how it happened, these three guys ended up losing their life because of that one thought of going out to try to rob, the, to, trying to rob him. But luckily he was prepared and his life was saved, but theirs, theirs was, were not. And so we just talk about the mindset and how you just never know what is on another person's mind. So there again, we got a lot of good guests with a lot of different topics to discuss and um, I'm, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you being here and bringing all these awesome guests and all the work that you're doing in the community to uh, help women. I really do appreciate that. Now, before we leave, Miss Susie, you have a song for us. You have to. Okay. Mm -hmm. I changed songs so many times because of our speaker, but I think I got one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's hear it. I know that you can hear me I believe you're there And I know that you are listening To my humble prayer Yes, I might be just an outcast I mightn't speak to you Still I see your face and wonder were you were an outcast too God help the outcast hungry from birth show us the mercy we don't find on earth please help my people we look to you still we help 
the outcast or nobody will. They ask for wealth, they ask for fame, they ask for glory to shine on their name. They ask for love that they can possess. They ask for God and his angels to bless them. But I ask for very little because I can get by. And I know so many less lucky than I. Please help my people, the poor and downtrod. Because I thought we all were the children of God. God help the outcasts. We might be the outcasts. We help the outcasts children of God. Oh, thank you, Susie. I know you went through all of your songs to find that perfect song. So I appreciate that. I appreciate your showing up every week. And I'm so glad that your pneumonia is getting better. So I want to also... Yeah. Um, Teresa, thank you for being my co-host. Terry, I want to thank you for being our guest. And I wish everyone a beautiful and blessed evening. And until we are back together again, namaste and much love, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you.